the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention! Any comments made about a method actor who almost had himself shot in the head in order to play one of the country's greatest presidents are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Daniel Day-Lewis? Hello. Welcome to the Toad Hop Network. We are the movie guys, and it's all ball bearings nowadays. Uh-huh. I'm movie guy Lee Kais with me, movie guy Adam Witt. Hello. And you've reached ground zero for all things movies. Our main movie guy, Paul, and movie guy, gal, Karen, cannot join us this week. They're back east. Uh, Karen's got a one-woman show she's doing in the greater western New York region. The greater western New York region. There is the lesser. There is, yes. She doesn't do shows a, in the lesser region. No, it's a whole bunch of shenanigans going on in the lesser New York region. So she's up there doing a show. Paul is watching it, right? That's Paul's that was job. some support. He flew all the way just to watch your show. I know. Come on. You know? I mean, I, I complain about going out to, uh, uh, where is it that we went out Encino. to? Encino. Encino. <laughs> I don't want to go to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's just Adam and I this week, but we will be joined to. by a special guest. Uh, he'll be here shortly. Apparently, I don't know if anyone else has noticed it, but it has rained today. Yeah. Therefore, everybody freak out! <laughs> gridlock. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Robert Buscemi, no relation to Mike Buscemi. <laughs> no, and no relation to Todd Buscemi either, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> but he's a, a hilarious stand-up comedian. He'll be joining us later, um, sitting in on the show. But today, we will be previewing and reviewing all that is hot in Hollywood, as we always do, uh, including, we are going to have a preview of... Oh! Give me a little volume there. Yeah, let's try that cue again. Including a preview of... <laughs> That's right, the new James Bond movie, Skyfall, uh, will also be previewing Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and, of course, we'll round out the show with uh, some other funny sketches and bits, including a review of Flight. <laughs> but before we get up to all that hilarity, we uh, do have some housekeeping we need to do, unfortunately. It's unfortunate. You know, Adam, I'm actually a little sad to say this is becoming an unfortunate occurrence, a habit of ours. Well, when you're as beloved as we are, mm -hmm. um, you know, people have an opinion when you mis make a mistake. Like in yeah. last week's show, a couple of mistakes were made, okay? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate uh, that, you know, we have to come in here and uh, answer well, we have to set the record straight, yeah. and uh, as such, we have a little segment we like to call the Movie Guys Retractions. Retractions! Because if we're not, if we're, we're not you know, maintaining our journalist integrity, what do we have to stand on? Oh, seriously, we're yeah. just a couple of guys babbling into some microphones if yeah. we don't have journalistic integrity. So, as I've said time and time again, we're not here to entertain, we're here to perform a public service. And what do we have to account for this week, Adam? Well, you know, a couple of things went wrong. You know, last week we were previewing the movie Flight. Uh, we're actually going to be uh, reviewing Flight in a little bit, and uh, we unfortunately we erroneously said this during uh, a live plug of one of our sponsors from last week. Of course, that sponsor was Booze. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> 
nervous about landing that passenger jet that's breaking apart at 30,000 feet with 129 souls aboard? Well, try booze. Drink all the time. Where could we have possibly gone wrong with that? Well, after seeing flight, it did dawn on me, the reality situation, there were 102 souls aboard that Uh, flight. And in fact, some people call them people. (laughs) Well, we certainly did overinflate the fatality there. uh, Yeah. I certainly don't want to uh, sully the good name of our sponsor, Booze, by reporting in factual events. So we would like to make this statement. We certainly apologize, especially in light of the recent tragedy in the eastern seaboard. The loss of life is always tragic and never something to be made light of. Our exaggeration of the number of those who perished was purely a factual error, not something we did in order to sensationalize our program. Like George Carlin said, you always have more injured than dead in any good accident. Our apologies. Yeah, our lawyers wrote that, actually. <laughs> and actually, I mean, I am, it's, of course, we are talking about fake people, but, you know, I'm liberal enough to be upset at sullying the memory of fake people dying as well, you know? Yeah. So was that the only thing we, I think that's that's all we got wrong, right? There well, isn't anything else. Is there something else? Not according to the lawyers. Oh, there's something else? Okay. Yeah, actually, uh, last week, that uh, isn't the only thing we got wrong. We also said this. This, uh, this movie l- looks great. It wasn't. Oh, no, so it wasn't. It turns out, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we didn't get that right. So we should retract and say, how it, unfortunate. Yeah. Now we do have a, a statement prepared for that. Unfortunately, as well. Did the lawyers per, per, uh, prepare another yeah. statement? Okay, excellent. This is all required by law. This isn't anything we choose to do. We certainly didn't mean to mislead our audience, Adam. We know that the opinions we express here on the show often influence the habits of the general viewing public, and we take full responsibility for any false expectations we have made. And may have raised. Once again, our apologies. So, there we go. Uh, hopefully that is it. There can't possibly be anything else we have to account for. I'm sure we're I'm in the clear, so let the show begin. Um, yeah. It's moving on. I, no, no. We actually, Some, actually, else? yeah, something else really uh, caught the attention of our audiences that we had said wrong. And uh, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to play a clip of that. And then we will correct that. And then we'll move on with the show. Okay. In fact, later we'll be reviewing Flight. And uh Get we'll all be, this ugliness get behind it, us. Get it behind us. Okay. Uh, so last week, we were set, We were heard to say this. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. All right, and of course, what we meant to say was... Burn it hot! Just about to burst! There's a quest for answers and unquenchable thirst! So I do sincerely... Retraction. <laughs> Thank you. Know, I, I, I feel better to now. stay silent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I screw that up every week. It's the awkward silence in the room. It's the dead air that really makes the retraction. Yeah. So the joke so. is, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. So we'll retract that next week, and then I will get that right. <laughs> we'll retract the fact that we weren't silent. How do you How do you play a clip of silence? We oh, just did. I, I don't just have that did. queued up. No, you always have. We always have it queued up. All right, so we got All that right. out of the way. That's, That's the housekeeping out of the way, right? Absolutely. I'm very, very happy we got that taken care of because I was a little concerned. So um, with that put to bed, mm-hmm. um, I think we can uh, get on to our uh, our first preview, and that would be Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> 
Does the recent election have you longing for a time when there was less acrimony in politics? Well, settle back and watch one of our nation's greatest presidents get shot. In Lincoln, the story of our nation's last pro-union Republican. Lincoln fills three slots in the Oscar nomination process that is November by being simultaneously a biopic, which is always good, a period piece because we all love costumes, and a triumph of the human soul. (laughs) It's a combination that will make you want to pass the popcorn and say, in the award goes to... Based on the book Team of Rivals, The Political Genius of Abraham Lincoln, the movie sidesteps a common problem with biopics, mainly the idea that the film needs to cover every moment of a person's life from their parents screwing all the way to their children haggling over the the price of a coffin. This movie skips right to the death, covering the last four months of Lincoln's life, during which he passed the Emancipation Proclamation, ended the Civil War, and was shot in the head. Hmm. You know... I do a couple of loads of laundry and get the card washed in the same week, and I feel like I've accomplished something. Of course, the decision of what part of Lincoln's life to focus on was made easier because his young life as a vampire hunter was covered pretty thoroughly this summer in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Spielberg's Lincoln, of course, covers the last four months of his life, where he defends the North from the great zombie apocalypse of the late 1800s. Spoiler alert, Lincoln dies. In what will go down in history as the worst trip to the theater on record in history. Though I was not a huge fan of the pajama game, Lee, I just want to say. Few people are. But, you know, I'm alive. Okay. You got out unscathed. Yeah. As bad as the pajama game was, we both were able to walk away. Barely. (laughs) But this is no Hall of Presidents, Abraham Lincoln. No, from what I've read, this movie portrays Lincoln as he engages the interpersonal politics necessary to pass the 13th Amendment. A fight that makes the Obamacare legislation look like naming a post office. This dramatic time frame in his life is directed by Steven Spielberg, director of Amistad and Saving Private Ryan. Spielberg, the director of Jurassic Park in Minority Report, had the night off. Watching a masterful director like Spielberg bring the everyday Abraham Lincoln to life would be thrill enough. But holy shit, he's directing Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, the most interesting and intense actor working today. Because, of course, when you really need someone to nail playing an American, go with a Brit. Superheroes, Americans, presidents. Get a British guy. You want it done right? I want it believable. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. His performance in the trailer is intriguing as hell, dispensing with the Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Peck? Yeah, Gregory Peck. Baritone voice. I am Abraham Lincoln. Why did I immediately think of some other Gregory? I thought, you know who I thought of? It's a good name for a porn uh, I immediately thought he dispensed with Gregory Hines. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that is a rewrite. Now I think Vampire Hunter is a rewriting of Abraham Lincoln. But if, he, if the, the story of how he killed Gregory Hines, that is uh, that is a story that needs to be told. The irony of Gregory Hines playing Lincoln, is <laughs> t- the symbol- symbolism behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me start that one over. His performance in the trailer is intriguing as hell, dispensing with a Gregory Peck baritone voice and instead choosing to use a more historically accurate voice, one that more closely resembles that of a prepubescent teenager or Bill Clinton, I'm told. Now, I would say that Daniel Day-Lewis is putting on a fake voice, but really, who knows what he actually sounds like? Seriously. Uh, Also starring Tommy Lee Jones, James Spader, David Strathairn, and Sally Field as Mary Rodham Lincoln. And because it's a movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. Fresh from his portrayal of everything. (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levin has making, been making good use of this Film of the Month Club card. I told you those are good stocking stuffers. No, I have to say, I cannot tell a lie. This movie looks great. Oh, also I confuse a lot of presidential myths. 
Cue music. <laughs> we did there. I cannot tell a lie. I, which I, is a Washington. It's thing. a Washington thing. But yeah, the, but Abe is called Honest Abe, <laughs> right? That, that, well, that's true. That's intentionally confusing. It is easily confused. The little ones. You can't confuse the little ones that way. Now, I, it's, it's uh, funny. We've always said, I mean, uh, that the Johnny Depp, you know, or some of these actors really sink themselves into a role. But again, what's the real Johnny Depp? What's the real Daniel Day-Lewis? I mean, he looks quite sunken into this role. I actually have a story that might uh, shed some light on just, just how curious this whole thing is. Okay. Because the, the argument we're making is that I have no idea what Johnny Depp sounds like. I have no idea what Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, sounds like. Yeah, they have like. no personality to get in the way of their acting. That's why they're... <laughs> as far as I can tell. I think that's what stopped me from being a, a great actor is just an excess of personality, yeah, really. I'm too charming all the time. I can't, you know, I can't downplay this and become somebody else. Well, two things are happening. One, I can't downplay this. And two, then I would be depriving everybody else of this. I like the mustache, by the way. Thank you. I just, for anybody that doesn't know that we're not live on a, a video camera, if you listen to this in the podcast, you're missing out on Lee's mustache. Did somebody say dashing? <laughs> yeah, you. you got a whole. Uh, uh, who's the Who's the guy with the mustache? Uh, I just I just got. <laughs> <laughs> you got that thing going on. The guy with the mustache. <laughs> um, there seems to be a, a general consensus that Burt Reynolds, out in the Burt uh, Carl Clark- Marx. Carl Thank you, Karen. Marx. There you go. <laughs> more known for a beard maybe i just want <laughs> carl marx i think you meant a ha- groucho marx richard marx groucho oh, groucho. Mar- carl marx <laughs> richard marx <laughs> carl marx. don't you owe me five bucks now carl marx no but uh thank you for mentioning it i grew it for uh movember yes it's actually i guess i'm supposed to grow it to stop prostate cancer is that true I, I can feel I'm, it stopping as i look at your mustache I'm, I'm fighting some sort of male cancer right because last night, or last night, last week was all about the boobs. Now it's about the prostate. Well, that was when all the football players were wearing pink, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that now it's our turn to say, hey, we get cancer too. What about us? What about our cancer? What about my cancer? Hey, what about my cancer? <laughs> Did you grow yours for November? No, I've been growing mine just to look cool. Well, mission accomplished. But friend. hey, now I'm curing something. It's like, it's like, don't they have a thing where you wear jeans to, to, for uh, breast black, cancer? No, you wear black jeans if you support gay rights. Remember on co- remember at college they always yeah the yeah and if you wore a uh, earring in your right ear then you were you know whatever and yeah it's very nineties all those I think we've gotten are. off track uh, a little off track so let me tell you what I'm thinking about the the voice oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's November okay um, so we were talking about Daniel Day yeah yeah you have a story them. well you've met Johnny Depp I have you have met Johnny Depp I have and, met Johnny and so Depp. you can you know what the funniest thing I never said to Johnny Depp was there goes Roy Hobbs the best there ever was no. Oh. If I if I had walked up to Johnny Depp that that time, I said what I desperately wanted to say to him as a huge smartass. But you know, you just don't know how this sort of thing works out. I want really wanted to walk up to him and say, "Hey, you're that guy from Platoon," because I know he was in Platoon. Obviously, he knows he was in Platoon. But who was the last person to walk up and say, "Hey, you're that guy from Platoon"? That's my Tom <laughs> Hanks fantasy about Joe versus the volcano. Mm-hmm. Loved you in Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. So anyway, you met Johnny Depp. Um, I spent an evening uh, mistaken for Daniel Day-Lewis. That trumps mine. Yeah. So you can attest to what um, 
Johnny Depp might sound like, I can attest to that nobody knows what Daniel Day-Lewis sounds like. Because he just didn't talk the whole night. Well, he and I were in the same room. I was at an award show, and he and I were the only guys with shaved heads. Uh, yeah, there he is. If you're taking a look at oh, our yeah. monitor. So yeah, we have a picture up on the site right now. That's Daniel with a shaved head, who apparently looks a lot, a lot like me. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Anywho, he and I were in the same room. We were the only guys wearing tuxedos with shaved heads. This was many years ago back when he won for Gangs of New York, a, a Screen Actors Guild Award. Um, and the highlight of the evening was I had a parade of, of celebrities coming up to me and thinking I was Daniel Day-Lewis. The best was... Well, what are the rules of Daniel Day-Lewis? I don't know. That's, <laughs> that is exactly why I, I didn't know how to act. And I had forgotten at the time that this was happening, I'd forgotten that he, he's not an American. Oh, yeah. That's so easy to forget, isn't it? Yeah. And you, and you see him and you, in an interview and you're like, oh, yeah. He's... And he has an accent. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, you know, Irish or the other thing. So <laughs> so I, I'm talking to these people and I'm not even trying to put on an accent. I'm just talking like myself. And a guy who had met Daniel Day-Lewis a week before this thought I was Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, what are the rules of Daniel Day-Lewis? He apparently didn't know them either. <laughs> because he comes up to me. This is the highlight of the evening. I'm, I'm pretending, basically, to be Daniel Day-Lewis at a Screen Actors Guild Awards show. Yeah. And I work for SAG. Yeah. The fact that I didn't get fired the very next day yeah. is, it is impossible. But nonetheless, I'm at this gala. I'm standing in this tent. This man comes up to me. It's one of life's great flirtations, isn't it? Maybe oh, I'll get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I fully expected to walk in the next day. Cameron, when you get a chance to put the other, that other one up, I want to see people uh, want people to see this other photo yeah again if you're on the streaming site not listening so this is a photo that i had put on my office door the next day and that is actually daniel day lewis shaking hands with alfred molina but everyone thought it was me nice so but anyway i was so how is alfred molina he's great he's great hands like hot water bottles let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) but anyway i met this guy who who had apparently met uh, daniel day lewis the week before he comes up to me and he says mr lewis i want to thank you very much for coming in last week to the dga to do that interview and photo shoot i really appreciate you taking the time and i said well hey my pleasure now this guy was the president of the directors guild of america I'm not speaking with a fake Irish and or Welsh accent, whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah, but nobody knows what he sounds like, nobody right? Knows so what he you, like. Might, you could absolutely be him. But he yeah. had already met him. He had already <laughs> met him. And his friend is standing next to him, and his friend says, I remember you being a lot taller. And we got quiet, and there was this odd moment, and I just turned to him and said, Well, maybe you grew a little. Oh, that's great. Can we all get a picture? So now there's a picture of me pretending to be Daniel Day Lewis with the president of the DGA. You're kidding me. Floating out there somewhere. <laughs> In the ether. And that's when I thought the next day I would come in to, you know, a pink slip. But Yeah. So that, that's my story about my night is day. Thank you very much. Well, what are the rules of Daniel Day-Lewis? I still don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. We have, a, we have someone to welcome to the studio. I'm sorry I was late. I was coming in a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Robert Buscemi. That voice could only be one person. Yes. Mr. Yes. Robert Buscemi. Cineast Robert Buscemi. I am a cineast. Yes. Uh, how are things in the field of cineasty these days? They're good. They get uh, murkier the deeper you get in. It's like an Irish bog, but uh, they're good. <laughs> so did you already talk about Lincoln? And, and the, we're in it now. Just yeah, we're just now. talking about it. What you know what? I, I'm serious. I heard reports. I know somebody who works for, you know, he's got a lot of people for who Lincoln. work for him. And uh, he, I shouldn't even repeat this. It's kind of insider stuff. He hasn't come out of character. Yeah. 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 
Really? Yeah. So he's still just... Yeah, he's got... He's convinced himself that it's Barbie dolls and and uh, and uh, Ken dolls are in, a, in the middle of a civil war is, is in his he, house, and he can't come out of character. He he's just deep. going around freeing everything, right? He yeah, frees, here you go, peanut yeah, butter. Proclamations. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's freeing the next door neighbor's dog. A lot of proclamations. He's doing a, yeah. yeah, he's doing. He tried the piecemeal strategy of just freeing the crunchy, allowing the smooth peanut butter to have more territory in the pantry. But, um, it's the goober grape. He's 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 mixing all the goober grape. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> was it goober grape? Oh, how'd you earn that? I don't even know if I want to no, know the story. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so have, you have not seen Lincoln in any preview or sneak preview? Have no, you but I, I I have been absolutely scintillated by the idea of it because oh, he sinks so deep in character. I, there's nothing that I love more than the idea of and Daniel Day-Lewis sunk he shows up like once 18 every five feet years, in character. Right, He shows up once every five years to remind everyone else that he is the greatest actor in the world. Best actor for why. life. Yeah. yeah. And then he disappears and then go back to And you to know, I've heard, I've heard that he's a nice guy. So, I mean, I really did read well, somewhere that he... That I am. <laughs> You do look like him, don't you? I I apparently do. Yes, you genuinely do. Hey, that's a compliment. I think I was. I thought I was a better looking man than he was. But he's I a think. very good looking man. He's got a freaking Hollywood jaw. There, yeah. Take a look. Is that? I'd kill for that jaw. Well, I got good <laughs> cheekbones. You got a mustache that won't stop. Thank you. My goodness. <laughs> if I could grow half that amount of hair on my head, I'd be in business. Hello, you and me both, sister. Amen. It falls out of my hair and plants itself into my shoulders. <laughs> Gross. When did that start happening? You can hear it. By the way, I just want to say, uh, apropos of just the three of us here, this is a little conversations for the three of us. So, uh, this is a Miami University, Miami Listen in Ohio if you like. triad. Yeah, yeah. So, this is our bid to get on the cover of Miami and Magazine. I just want to say that. <laughs> hey, was your was Paul Ryan in your class? No, no, he no. was not. No, he didn't beat up anybody in my class. I'm convinced he beat people up in whatever class he was. <laughs> Adam and I were convinced we were kicked out of parties. By him, absolutely. <laughs> I swear he's the guy that got. Well, see, that's okay. the early version of getting fired from your job. So, uh, so that's Lincoln. And if you've seen the trailer, actually, I think we have a clip of the trailer. Actually, Adam, you have. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah let's, go let's ahead. Play the clip of the trailer. Real yeah, quick. here's a, here's a, a little bit from the trailer for Lincoln. This fight is for the United States of America. The fate of human dignity in our hands. Think we choose to be born, or we fitted to the times we're born into. This settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come. That's some gravitas, That's right? You know I what? want to free myself. Yeah. It's really majestic. He's a, we're lucky to live in a time when Daniel Day-Lewis can sh- bring to life but Abraham I gotta be honest Lincoln. with you, that, that trailer sounded a little heavy-handed with the platitudes. Uh, actually, it kind of reminds me of this other movie that's coming out. Do you, there's a movie coming out? Yeah, I think it even has more platitudes than... than uh, oh, I think you're talking about that movie called Platitudes. We cannot rise unless we stand. <laughs> Only in rising we shall not fall. Your words speak louder than your thoughts. It's true. Together, there is no smaller group we can be than two. We were once strangers, but there's nothing strange about knowing each other. Only when we have nothing to lose do we have everything to win. There are no nightmares when you're chasing your dreams. 
profound statement. Though we travel many roads, there is only one destination! Platitudes. You look at that. Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> Literally good. Oh, we're almost there. Don't worry. We're almost there. I hit the wrong out. That one, actually, that one seemed a little long-winded. Not as not as tightly wound as maybe the Lincoln. I think you could also name that movie Gravitas. Gravit. Well, no, that's a cologne. Oh, that's right. I'm wearing it right now, <laughs> and it makes me want to say things like, "Together, there is no smaller group than two that we can be in one." Now, I, I, a real quick question here, uh, since uh, cineast Robert Buscemi has mm-hmm. joined My us. My question in the is, studio. what is a cineast? Well, well, I think film lover. Yeah, I should know this. You didn't know that? I'm shocked. I thought you were making up a word. No, we're sophisticates over here. Yeah. See, another fake word. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till I break out a pablum and uh, uh, panacea. I do not. (laughs) Not that good. I apologize. (laughs) Molly Coddle lollygaggers. Yeah, there you go. Wow, I'm always freaked out that you know my oeuvre. Yes. Well, <laughs> well and, and we'll try and lead him into as many bits as we can tonight. Absolutely. Say, how do you feel about that villain, the Penguin, from Batman? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So how are we doing, Karen? We're seeing, seeing the bottom of the hour? Excellent. All right, well, one, okay. one question and we'll go to break. And yeah. we'll actually, we, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave with this and we'll come back and we'll okay. answer this. We'll wrap it up when we get back. All right, Robert? Mm-hmm. Biopic or biopic? Going to break! Think about it. We'll answer that when we get back. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like... Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like... Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right. You spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall. Just to find the thing you wanted. Isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Welcome back. Toad Hop Network. This is the Movie Guys. 
I'm Lee Kais, along with Adam Witt. Hello. Paul and Karen are not with us this week. Special guest star, Robert Buscemi. Great pleasure. Mine. On this side of the table. Can I ask you real quickly, do you get a lot of Steve Buscemi? He's my aunt. <laughs> I, I noticed the resemblance from here up. Uh, anyway, Paul and Karen are not with us. They'll be back next week. Um, Adam and Robert with me. We're going to get into the... Uh, we actually, I don't know if you could play Taken One for the team because we actually <clears throat> saw a movie over the weekend, Adam and I did. We saw uh, the movie Flight. Yeah, it's not really uh, Taken One for the team because, uh, uh, although I do love this... Taken one for the team. I guess the the best thing we can say right off the top is that it wasn't what I had hoped. Yeah. Oh, am I? Uh, is this our preview? Preview? Whatever. Okay. I'm Paul's new, not listening. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm new at the board this week. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So okay. So we saw flight. Ah. Uh, uh, and I gotta say, upon further thinking about now, of course, for anybody who doesn't know in the audience, this is the movie. It's the return of Robert Zemeckis to directing people instead of cartoons. Uh, it stars Denzel Washington. Comes out in November. So the nominees are co-starring Budweiser. Yes, there's so much drinking in this movie. Well, actually, I gotta say, the, the first thing, the most striking thing about Flight, and I think that everybody uh, will notice this, and you don't see this a lot in movies today. We've got Bush. <laughs> Not only do we, not only do we have Bush, but we have Bush at like second thirty-two. Not even a minute into the film, right? instantly. No yeah. way. Yeah, there is boobs and full frontal in a Robert Zemeckis film. Like the first thing you see. Do wow. We, do we know who that was? That well, that was that the it was a, one of the stewardesses, right? <laughs> Oh, I mean, you mean the, I mean, the, the model. Yeah. yeah, I understood who she was in the context of the oh, story. Yes. <laughs> I think she was in the movie Flight. Adam, why was there a woman <laughs> wandering around naked? I didn't quite understand this. No, uh, she was phenomenal, but it was... Did she know, have dreadlocks? She did not have dreadlocks. <laughs> not from the waist down, because that's all you saw of her. They have not progressed that far. But mm. honestly, it was about a five-minute scene of him st- sitting on the phone in her, not even in the background, in the foreground with her. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will be darn. That's something. Right up in the camera. Right in the camera. Actually, Jeez you know, that, that used to be kind of a special thing, too. It did. We, you know, now you can just go on the Internet and watch any kind really? of nudity. Oh, Where? yeah. Oh, there's nudity all over the Internet. They, they've transcribed old Playboys onto the Internet? Oh, yeah. Go to Yahoo. Just get, just ask. Ask Yahoo. Now, That's is that like AOL? It is. It is. But they don't give you platinum minutes. In so far that they're obsolete, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, back in the day, you used to have to freeze-frame movies to see naked women and stuff like that. I, really, hey, we're, uh, we're, we're all of a generation. Yeah, you'd stay up till 5 a.m. watching uh, the Porky's on Cinemax HBO movie. at your yes. uncle's. Malibu Beach Hotel oh, for that, that and you one would just, minute. Oh, my gosh, it was crazy. And yeah. The older I've gotten, the more I've become uncomfortable with sitting in a room full of strangers watching people have sex. Mm-hmm. This is the least erotic experience I've ever had. I'm sitting first next to Adam. Well, it mm-hmm. takes a little of the edge off, but then, <laughs> then it's a, just a t- an entire room of an entire room of strangers while other people are. I don't understand. It's, it's how. funny we've regressed to the awkwardness of like seeing a movie when you're a kid with your dad, where someone either gets naked or makes out or something yeah, like that, yeah. and you're like, hmm. But yeah, now, now it's, it's uh, yeah. Now I, I would rather just duck into the bathroom with the swimsuit edition. Yeah, I hear you. So were you panting audibly? No, I was. I was very uncomfortable by it, but at the same time, awestruck by her scintillating beauty. Nonetheless, right. back to the movie. Yeah, a yeah, couple, couple, couple points about the movie. Yeah, it is not 
uh, I mean, despite the extreme display in the trailer of the plane going upside down and all that sort of stuff, it's about it's it's clean and sober. It starts with the plane crash from uh, Castaway, and then the rest of it is clean and sober. Yeah, there is a plane crash in it, but it has nothing to do with the plane crash. I mean, it ultimately becomes his reckoning. He has to go in front of this uh, court and this sort of stuff. And so the whole thing's leading up to that. But you realize the movie isn't going to be uh, a few good men about this. You realize it's going to be, is he going to straighten himself up before he has to go and say, I was never drunk on the plane? Yeah, it was it was a little disappointing. And I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I don't think you're missing anything if I tell you, you know, it's not about the plane crash. The only crazy thing about it is, even though it's basically clean and sober, it's on this grand Robert Zemeckis scale. I mean, he can command a huge budget. Obviously, he's made a ton of money with his movies, you know, Forrest Gump and and Back to the Future and everything, everything pretty much, uh, except for those last three animated movies he did. But... uh, but uh, so everything in this movie is on a grand scale. So when they go to the wreckage site of the plane, it's in this gigantic location. And the soundtrack is nothing but expensive <laughs> songs, including this is my favorite when, the, you know, because there's like Rolling Stones and all this, oh all this music. And when they get into an elevator, the elevator music is the Beatles. It's no. the most expensive. I mean, you could go Earl, Girl from Ipanema, but I mean, it's so it's, it's a very lush movie. It's a big movie, even though it's a small movie. And there's a tremendous amount of boozing in it. And I experienced yeah. something. Drinking and driving. Yeah. Or... Oh, well, first of all, I think maybe people have heard that Budweiser has actually asked them to digitally remove digitally remove all of the labels. And oh, I thought you were going to say all of the Bush because no. Bush is a competitive <laughs> competitor of beer. This is why we Bring brought it back you around. In. Bring it back around. <laughs> but it, it, it really is just two hours of him drinking, sulking, sitting in a chair, glaring at this other woman who's recovering. And Sounds I, like my Thursday afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds We've like, got Bush. <laughs> but what happened to me is something that happened when I was watching Supersize Me. So I watched Supersize Me, which was... Oh, I love that film. I love that film. God, I love that but film. But at the end of Remember that... Remember when he yacked in the parking lot right after his very first triple sizer or whatever? <laughs> Just threw up right into the... And I'll tell you something gross. I'm sorry I'm interrupting. No, please. No, no. I'll tell you something gross. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you as though I'm insisting on your confidence and I'm speaking into a microphone on a podcast. Go for it. Is this some truth? I kind of cure. It is some truth. I kind of cured my. I did exactly what Morgan Spurlock, mm-hmm. or is it pronounced Spurlock? Spurlockinson. I, I did exactly what what uh, depends on what Spurlockinson did. I ate a hamburger and some fries kind of quick after a comedy show, like mm-hmm. midnight. I might have even gotten a shake or. I'm embarrassed to say this. I yacked directly into the bag while I was driving. <laughs> the irony of that. And it was, it looked, More it had appetizing? the weirdest consistency. It looked just like, because they show it in the Morgan Spurlocky film. Well, here's the irony of that is that that movie had the exact opposite effect on me. When I got done watching Supersize Me and when I got done watching Flight, when I got done watching Supersize Me, all I wanted to do was go eat McDonald's. Yeah. I was so hungry for McDonald's when I got there. And I remember calling my sister, and we were talking about the movie, and we both had this thing we wanted to share with each other, but we weren't really sure we wanted to because it sounded so bizarre. And she finally said, um, did you feel like having McDonald's afterwards? And I said, yes, I was starving. I paused the movie to go get McDonald's. <laughs> I literally did that and wow. came back and finished it. Yeah, so after flight, all I wanted to do was have a beer. Adam and I went out and had like oh, four Bloody yeah. Marys. It was a great night. Away. It was a great afternoon of drinking after seeing flight. <laughs> well, That's because air, first of all, airport uh, Bloody Marys are Where the official. Where did you go? We went to. Uh, we went and saw. Uh, 
um, maybe and George Michael. Oh, yeah. We were in uh, Los Feliz, or Los Feliz, as the people who established that language would say. Uh, well, we got rid of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, and we were at this, this bar, and right outside was... Uh, George Michael and maybe, and maybe. no uh, from Arrested Development. I'm Major sorry. sighting. That Blanking counts. And, and the, Michael Sarah and uh, maybe Michael nobody Sarah? knows her name. Maybe Bluth. Maybe. She is so cute, though. Maybe. Maybe she is. Yeah. But the point is, the Bloody Mary is the official drink of the airport. My goodness. And hey, that's like a, a serious sighting. Yeah. That's a serious that's a, sighting. That's a double sighting, and that's an Arrested like bird... Development sighting. I know, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Wait, you saw the two of them together? They together. Date? Well, I mean, no, they probably were just shooting Arrested Robert, Development. Robert, we need to be careful what we say here. Okay? <laughs> I'm not starting any rumors about George Michael and maybe dating. He's a decent-looking guy, but she was cute as could be. Should I not be saying that? Was she like 12 when they filmed the original series? Nah. Yeah, nah, I think you're safe. <laughs> you guys are like, nah, I'm just a healthy safe. man. <laughs> But yeah, after flight, we went and got really drunk and, and celebrated the movie. Well, good for you. To, to recap, it's <laughs> it's not what we were expecting. It's not what I was expecting. As Adam alluded to earlier, I was really expecting a, a few good men, a trial yeah. of a trial of, of somebody who may have done something wrong but had all the good intent behind it. And how do we justify and how do we rationalize and how do we you know conclude this man's fate when the reality is he did save everybody, but this other thing. Well, as as I've replayed it in my mind, I think going into it, <laughs> knowing I love that you've replayed it in your mind <laughs> about the movie. I think now that I know what to expect. I would be able to sort of enjoy it. For well, what I think it the is, best thing we know. can do is just let people know what what to expect. It's yeah. not a great courtroom drama. It's not about a hearing. It's not about an inquisition. It's not about figuring out where the guilt is. It's about whether or not he can stop drinking. And spoiler alert, he doesn't really stop drinking. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind, kind of flying. flying. And that's true. Adam and I actually had a, great, <laughs> had a great conversation after this, because this movie reminded me of something that occurs to me a lot when I go to movies, when they uh, have to shoot in, like, really poor parts of town, or they, they, they need to depict... Oh, that was a good point. Yeah, they need to depict, like, impoverished people, or really, you know, just ghetto-type neighborhood. Yeah, he, he hooks up with the junkie, played by Melissa Leo, in the movie, and mm -hmm. that's where they come together through their addiction and how he, you know, sort of... And so, yes, so she is living in absolute poverty, yeah. has the, has the uh, landlord that's, you know, she's paying her rent with BJ's and, uh, you know, what have you. They don't show that. Sprinkle, uh, Skittles and BJ's. Skittles Candies. and BJ's. Exactly. And, uh, but of course, they have to shoot this at a place where people live. Yeah, that's what I love. Is that. Hey, everybody, clear out of here. We've got to film someone who lives in a horrible place. <laughs> and your house depressing. would be perfect. And your house would be fantastic for that. We, we need to. Hey, man, need... what's the scene about? You asked the, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. um. Oh. Well, we've got this uh, character, and she, her life's horrible. <laughs> yeah, we need to depict complete abject poverty. Can you move out for two weeks? Because we'd love to use your place. Sir, can you, can you take off that jacket? It's a little nice. We're looking for a little more. Oh, the shirt underneath. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, untuck it. Yeah. Oh, yes. You spill okay, some, we can use you. Spill some beans on that for Yeah. Us. <laughs> uh, so what else do we have for flight? I think that's about it. That's about it. I we've just, uh, We've covered flight for anybody who's... You know, tuning in, of course, to get all the information on flight. Um, so what, what next? Well, I see uh, we were going to preview something, but I can't quite remember what it was. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's, That's right. right. Skyfall. Adam, take it away. Or not. Oh, wait. <laughs> Is this I the preview music? Either one would work. All right. 
Bring that down a little bit. There we go. Um, after a few deserved years off, James Bond is back and kicking ass in the 23rd James Bond movie and the third in the Daniel Craig iteration of the franchise. Uh, now, one of the great things about James Bond movies is that the sequels aren't maligned but actually looked forward to. I mean, we can't wait to go see Bond go globetrotting and race around in a badass car, bed down some hot chick, and narrowly escape death at every turn while leaving in his wake huge explosions, all in the name of the Queen. Yeah, sure, he does those things in every movie, but that's why we love him. On the contrary, Hangover pulls the same thing twice, and we all call bullshit. <laughs> in the film, Bond is shot during a mission to retrieve a knock list. Now, knock stands for non-official cover. In other words, spies which is not to be confused with the knockers list, which is, of course, a list of all the Bond girls from the previous movies. The knock list is the same thing that Tom Cruise was trying to get when he was hanging from the ceiling in the first Mission Impossible. So, yeah, these are hard lists to get a hold of. Uh, and if the knock list is revealed, it would spell doom for every spy embedded with every terror or terrorist organization in the world. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. M, played by Dame Judy D, is forced to retire by Wreck-It Rafe Fiennes, who just uh, isn't done being awesome in the Harry Potter movies, so he shows up here to be enjoyable as hell once again. Now, while most people use retirement as preparation for death, Bond uses death as an excuse to retire. But he doesn't stay dead or retired long as he comes back to save the day. Now, the man behind the chaos and the deaths of six MI6 operatives is Raul Silva, played by Javier Bardem, a former MI6 agent out for revenge against M for leaving him to die in China. So you can add the name Raul Silva to the list of names classic Bond villains along with Arik Goldfinger, Hugo Drax, and Ernst Stavro Blofeld, who, by the way, Adam, was one of the few uh, character actors ever to make the transition from porn into mainstream film. Blofeld. Oh, Okay. Oh, I, Bardem's, I see what you did there. <laughs> Bardem's villain sports a rather bizarre haircut, and if history has taught us anything, it's that bar bad haircuts equal Oscar nominations. Casino Royale was sort of a, a Bond Begins, rebooting the series Christopher Nolan style. And the films have been adding the classic Bond conventions slowly as they go along. He didn't even begin ordering his signature drink until the second movie. Instead, up until then, he opted for a slow gin fizz. <laughs> The movie this movie introduces Q, the quartermaster, who will someday give James Bond all the gadgets we'll come to love again when they get around to that. And because everything is better with prettier people, this time around they went with a younger, sexier Q, replacing John Cleese with Ben Wishaw. See, ladies, proof positive that there is no double standard in Hollywood when it comes to looks. That's the preview. Now, I have to admit, I don't really have much of a... A history with Bond, I don't really watch or know or care. Robert Buscemi? I'm a Roger Moore guy. I was just about to say yeah, that was, that's I my know. era, and I think he, I thought he was great. I always liked him. He had a real twinkle in his eye. He may not have had the gravity of your, um, you know, he may not have had the gravity of a Sean Connery or the sheer something something of the other one, but <laughs> hey. He's no Pierce Brosnan. Or the He's George no Lazenby-ness of the George Lazenby. Yeah, exactly. Who was but, the other one in there? Brosnan, and there was another one in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Timothy, uh, Dalton. not Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, Dalton? yes. yes Boy, Timothy Dalton. I, I, I'll tell you something. Dalton. I went to the first one he was in with his friend. We walked out of the movie. Oh, yeah? Because he was this sensitive wuss, and we didn't like it. Now, one of those Roger is Roger Moore to be really may not good. have had this big gravity, but 
he wasn't whimpering into his uh, napkin either. And we saw some some uh, vulnerable moment, and we didn't like it in our bond, and we walked the hell out. Ro- I'm serious. We hoofed it. Really? Yeah. Ro- now, Roger Moore really made the character his own because that's where things became a lot more quippier and all the gadgets yeah, became yeah. much more. And that really yeah. just felt like yeah. Bond to me growing up. You know, He was, was the only too. Bond I knew. And I remember finding out that Sean Connery had been Bond. Right. And I was confused. I was. Yeah. No. First it's of all, just, he's I, that, bald. Look, <laughs> I, you can't have a bald James Bond, can you? <laughs> And he was. Hey, if you can have, you know, Roger Moore, if you can have a gay James Bond, I think you can have a bald one. You know, I'm just saying. Are you making that up, Adam? Or are you looking for a fight? <laughs> hey, I'm a Pierce Brosnan guy a little bit, I got to say. Are you? I, I really like him. Slick, man. I like him. When that got rebooted or whatever it was, you know, that was wh- that's another thing. Nobody bitches about rebooting. That happens all the time in Bond movies. Nobody what was cares. the damn movie that Pierce Brosnan went down to Mexico? It might have had the word Mexico. The Matador? The Matador. That movie's fantastic. That's not Dude, a James Bond movie. Awesome movie. So good. So rewatchable. So good. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, Blew my God. me He's... out of the water. And I don't think I've ever liked Greg Kinnear more. I know that that how movie. Can you, how can you like Greg Kinnear less? He's not, he's you don't like Greg Kinnear. He's but I'm telling you, in the Matador, whoo! <laughs> I think Greg Kinnear is highly underrated as an actor. Yeah, I just hope he. I always every role I think, just don't let him get stuck in a paper bag because he won't be able to act his way out, <laughs> unless it's wet, you know. And Taylor Lautner's already in there, so. But my, for my money, it was Roger Moore, and I had a hard time understanding the the like lineage of James Bonds. And knowing well, that there were others. I didn't know there was anyone before him, right? And well, you were in your 20s at this point. <laughs> I'm 72 and Jaws, now. Yeah, exactly. Jaws meant James Bond. Ooh, if Jaws, yeah, baby. If Jaws oh. wasn't in a James Bond movie, there's that was teeth. not a James Bond movie growing there's up. His teeth? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the best. He showed up all the time. He to have a villain going ass. through all those movies, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I have to say, this is why this is so exciting. Because it's so easy to get excited about James Bond movies. It's that it's it like is. this is such a welcome return. I mean, actually, this this movie is giving an opportunity people often don't have with sequels, which is uh, awaiting one of them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for like four years, uh, James Bond was gone, so we actually had to I'm wait to, for a sequel. I'm trying to think who would I'd rather see, because I don't know Daniel Craig from anything but James Bond. Who who would who would we rather have that? have in that role right now oh nobody right now really yeah daniel craig's a nice choice there's a nice progression of these bonds i like my i think phil hoffman philip seymour hoffman i think philip seymour hoffman you know he would play a really good fat sweaty james bond (laughs) with bad really yeah he'd really have a hard time with all the decisions and he'd really (laughs) emote into the role Bad hair, bad teeth, fat, sweaty James Bond. Philip Seymour Hoffman's got sort of wheezy. He's kind of yeah. a wheezy actor. You can always kind of he would yeah. shuffle a lot yeah. when he's being. Chased. He would make a good Blofeld. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Who else would I would I, would I rather see? Oh, For a while, hell. I thought Harrison Ford should have been a James Bond. I saw him in a. I saw him in a damn. I saw him at Michael's Craft Store really? in Santa Monica. It's like a for people who don't know out there in viewing land. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's is like a Ben Franklin's. That's all it is, a little ben crafty Franklin. store. Okay. Well, and he was you know with these just guys. cleared oh, it up for everyone, Such Robert. a reference. You've cleared it up for everyone. Thank God you told me it was like Ben Franklin's because I absolutely know what that is. They <laughs> did not have Ben oh, Franklin's. I don't remember. Come on, you remember. Ben Franklin's. You remember, like a, Adam? Bellbrook, or in Bellbrook. Uh, Adam grew up in Brookville, Ohio. Yeah, ben Franklin's anyhow, grew up next to one. It sounds right like a pot of meat. I look right next to me, and there's freaking Harrison Ford. Now, was he stoned? I don't know. Yeah, he's a big baker, he's isn't he? And I heard he's real, 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 real cranky. But this guy went up to him, 
And he was a man, probably 50. And he says, is that okay if I bring my son over here? And uh, Harrison says, well, you know where I am. That's what he said. Like, he, he'd tolerate it. So that was more than he said on the last interview with Conan. Did you see him on Conan? <laughs> yeah, I know he gets oh, in there and he gets sullen. He, yeah, he what just, is up with that? He's baked out of his he's mind. He's angry at the money he, people are wheelbarrowing into his foyer? Screw you, buddy. I'm carpet. improvising for a nickel. Jess, oh, he's t- tons of weed. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's huge real, pothead. Yeah. And when he shot Fugitive in Chicago, I actually know friends of friends who got high with him. Which, how amazing would that be? Getting high with yeah. the best. The, the Harrison Ford? Yeah, that's getting high with the best, right? That's yeah. like getting high with uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> nice call. Good. Did they have to pay for it or did he supply the weed? I would hope he picked up the tab. Yeah, I would certainly, yeah. yeah. But I'd get I him a run the next day. At one time, he might have been a good James Bond. You know, he I looked good. I, yeah. Yeah, I looked over and he just looked good. Uh, you know, untold wealth agrees with him. I've noticed that his nose, <laughs> I've noticed that his nose is making a right turn off of his face. I, I know. It's like, it's yeah. like um, Obama's going to have to do this second term. But you know what? Interesting you mentioned uh, untold wealth. Is that the phrase you use? It is. I would love to be really wealthy and famous. Having this this boy come up to him in the store reminded me of something I was thinking about today. I think the thing I would like most about being famous is never having to be late for anything. You would never have to hurry anywhere. Why? They'll wait. They will wait for you. The press corps just waits in the hangar. Whatever it is you're going to do is probably based on you. And it yeah. can't happen until you get there. Oh, I like your imagination. There's man. another way of saying what you just said there, which is the great thing about being famous is people let you be a dick, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. It, it is. Because, because right now no one lets accident. me, but I still do it. <laughs> I go against everyone's wishes. Oh, by the way, I, 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 of all the great traditions of the uh, James Bond movies, of course, uh, the, there's always the famous opening sequence, and there's always a song. The song on this one is awesome. Yes. This is classic Bond stuff right here. And the great thing is it's like every Bond movie is like, it's almost, it's like, you know, again, I go back to Batman Begins. It's like, ooh, I can't wait till he gets to the Batmobile. Like every time there's a new Batman, it's like, ooh, when are we going to see the Batmobile? In this one, there's all the Bond things. When's he going to say Bond, James Bond? Well, actually, he doesn't say that anymore, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the, the song is one of the big things. In he it. doesn't say that anymore? I don't think so. Why are there what? no protests? Well, there's got to say Bond, James Bond. They're slowly adding some stuff like that. Well, they better get that one back in or I'm writing the motion picture industry. What's their address? Dear motion picture. (laughs) Hollywood. Just send it to Hollywood. Now, how do you spell that? Is it two words or? It's one. Oh. Now, that is some gold finger fantasticness. I'm getting creamy just listening to it. Oh, that's some good stuff. And I honestly don't like a lot of the Bond songs. A lot of the Bond songs seem to shoehorn the title into the lyrics, <laughs> where they just, now we have to say the title, and, and it just doesn't flow, and it has no melody to it. This is a great... I don't know what you're talking about. Like heaven above me. <laughs> heaven above. <laughs> yeah, the spy who loved me. This is my favorite Bond song, actually. Yeah, I do like this one a lot. It's That's a nice. pretty great song. It's nice. But also Skyfall has Adele, which is just a perfect fit. Oh, it's very modern. And perfect it's, fit. Oh, it's a perfect fit. And I have a crush on Adele. Yeah. My, my Adele crush kind of snuck up on me because I never <laughs> understood. Well, she's a, you know, she's a full-figured gal. Very pretty woman, but I, that's just not my... That's just not my, uh, you know, my taste, my flavor. Really? Yeah. Don't you like, you don't like a, what, what do you do? You don't get a little turned on when you walk past a bounce house. No. In somebody's yard. You ever, you ever, 
You ever slept with a larger woman? It's like another Have guy. I slept in with bed. a larger woman. Never hang around the gymnasium. It's like you're wrestling with another man. I don't need that. Anywho, I always had a hard time understanding why women fell in love with rock and rollers, and they said, "Well, he's a great singer," and it just never. I never understood why that was enough to compensate for the fact that Mick Jagger looks like he was hit by a truck. But I heard Adele and just got all sorts of fell in love. But you know, Skyfall doesn't sound like a proper Bond title. No, does it doesn't. It? Yeah, I mean, it, usually they have you know like. Uh, well, there's three elements, right? There's three elements to there is a there, time. Yeah, like uh, forever, forever, never, forever, always, never, never yeah. always, always. No wait, always. never. Uh, yeah, and there's uh, what's what's the other what's the other. Uh, um, there's a time, um, and then something's oh, living li- or dying. Uh, yeah, always. There's always living, killing or living dying, or dying. The living daylights, yeah. live and let die. Nothing's die ever being a, born. No. Things are, things are perishing. Killing. Killing, yeah. And then, uh, well, actually, here, uh, I've, uh, we've prepared to make our own you know Bond I, title. I think I have it over. Do you have, have the, the hat? I have the hat. Yeah. All right, so we, what we've done is we've taken some time references. Uh, we've taken some uh, references to... Um, Living or dying, and we've thrown in a couple random nouns. And what we'd like to do is draw out of the hat. I and probably should have put fake pieces of paper in the hat. Nobody can see it <laughs> okay. on the camera. <laughs> well, I mean, made me feel le- better. Well, I, I do understand that level of realism this, reads audibly. It's totally impromptu bit. I probably should have loaded the fake pieces of paper. Anyway, all right. So go ahead and draw three out there. Uh, or, or is it my am I uh, drawing three out here? Just go ahead and draw. Just yeah, draw three. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Forever. Never dies. There we go. Forever oh. never dies. How is that not an actual Bond movie? I like that. What do you think the plot dies? of that is, Robert? I think it's all about a young boy coming to terms with his own uh, aberrant sexuality. <laughs> How about, uh, I just pulled these three, um, Tomorrow Kills Again. There we go. That's a Bond nice. title right there. What do you think that's about, Robert? A sparrow who lost his mother. <laughs> I thought it was about a boy coming of age in an aberrant, whatever. All right, I'm going to draw. The final one? Here we go. Draw the last one. Golden Pussy. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think the plot of Golden Pussy is, Robert? Tom Cruise gets forcibly extricated from the Scientology religion. <laughs> you know, they do the same thing, though, with, um, with Bond girl names. They yeah, yeah. The actually, name. the Bond girl in this one is named uh, Bernice Marla or Severine, sorry. Do they and, use a hat for that, too? Uh, no, actually, they're, the formula, you know, because some of the famous Bond girls like Honey Ryder or Pussy Galore, Plenty O'Toole, Holly Goodhead. Those, those cannot be real Those names. are Roger Moore names. Those are all Roger Moore names? I think so. Wait, there's a woman called some Holly of, Some Goodhead. of those must have been. Yeah. Goodhead. Yeah, and that Roger Moore got real. You know, he was pulling tang, baby. It really <laughs> felt like towards the end, they were just going to go as far as they could until somebody walked in and, and said, no, 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 okay, that's enough. That is enough. Pussy galore. That is it. Yeah, that's, that's where enough. we draw let's, the line. Let's, yeah, let's dial back on that one. So, well, you know how you, you do get your, your Bond girl name? It's a different method. You don't draw use the out of hat. the hat. You use the hat. No, uh-huh. no, no, no. Oh. You take your grandmother's first name, and you combine it with a nickname for the vagina. Ah, yeah. well, let me think. Uh, so, for example, mine yes. would be Flo Jean Twat. <laughs> she seems very mysterious. Flo Jean Twat. She's, yeah, she's trouble. I'm trying to think. So, well, I have two grandmothers. Yeah. So I'm going to go with um, Margaret Cunt. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's got a real. That really rolls. Yeah, that really. I can see that in a Timothy Dalton one. I guess. <laughs> you know, we debated over that joke, and I am really regretting it right now. Well, you want to hear mine's? Yeah. yeah what's what yours? Aretha Urethra. Now that's a good Bond girl. That's a Dalton. That one I would. Oh, no, that's a uh, Brosnan. I would both fear and love that woman. Aretha Urethra. All right. Well, well did you it say is it was eight o'clock. Almost eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Oh, so sad. I was just going to say. 
Well, thanks for joining us. You are listening to the Toadop Network. We are the Movie Guys. We'll be back next week with a full compliment. Paul, Karen, Lee, and Adam. Until then, take care. Happy viewing. Bye. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.